Welcome to the Stories Are Soul Food podcast, presented by Cannonball Books, the kids' fiction imprint of Cannon Press. Uh, welcome to Stories Are Soul Food. We start with... Uh, welcome to the best episode ever. We've we decided in advance. <laughs> we start with a gift from the Canadians, actually. You, Do we? weren't, you weren't here when the, the Joneses visited from Port St. John, BC. Yeah. Oh, we've got, okay, <laughs> Old Dutch. We've got Coffee Crisp a, Nestle. A Nestle Coffee Crisp, and then, which is a candy bar. Okay. It <laughs> doesn't then, look like a candy bar. It's, well, do we just get into this? Do we eat this? I don't know, on air. <laughs> mm. This is because you supported the truckers. I supported mm. the truckers. They felt loved. They also are soul food fans from so they trucked the us frozen some, white some north. Goodness. Okay, I'm eating something. <laughs> this is the one of the least. Well, one of the the most unkind things you could do is eat something into a microphone. <laughs> so I'm going to turn. I'm going to turn my head. Mmm. <laughs> Quite good. Thank you, Canada. So that's a Canadian Kit Kat. <laughs> no, I'm talking with my mouth. Canada has reciprocated. <laughs> <laughs> and about time. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Hmm. And then uh, the second thing, which we, you, Joneses. We, which, which we won't get into that later. is uh, old Dutch ketchup flavored chips. Oh my gracious. Uh, that is not a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what this ketchup was. flavored. Uh-huh. Which reminds me of being in, in an airport restaurant overseas once and seeing a bottle of sauce on the table that said brown sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the first line of their copy is our ketchup chip is award winning. <laughs> <laughs> Fan, fantastic. Also, there's also one. a generic. I've wanted to use this. I have used it in different places, but I've wanted to use it more profoundly because it touched me deeply. There's a generic nighttime cold medicine that my wife returned home from the grocery store with years ago. I mean, when the kids were little, probably a good 16, 17 years ago. And it was original green flavor. <laughs> original. An original green flavor seems to me to a band name. I don't know. That's Some, really something bad. a horror film. Soylent green for sure. I don't, yeah, original green flavor. Just original green. Wow. Anyway, this is already off to a great start. We told you this would be the best episode ever. <laughs> and it is the best episode ever. We've tried to appreciate the Canadian We gave up on numbers and we're cuisine. just ranking these by quality. Right. This is this is yeah. now number one. I actually don't even know the number any longer. I did right. have it we for gave a while. Up. So <laughs> this is now just number one. The first episode. The best. Welcome to Stories or Something. <laughs> okay, the question is from a mom. Please, would you do an episode focusing on stories for boys? We are in a life phase where one of my boys has very few friends who are boys. And while we try to read all the good books over and over, I'm having a hard time finding reliable lists that focus on feeding boys' souls. Mm. Thanks for considering. Mm, that's tough. So the question is, are books going to do what she wants? They'll help. The good, good books can help. But this is kind of a really tough question to answer. So this is a... Um, right, because we don't know who We don't this really is. know the actual situation. We don't know the age of the boy, why the boy doesn't have friends. Yeah. If it's a good thing that he doesn't have friends, if it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of contexts where it's a great situation. It's, it's a courageous and healthy situation that somebody is being friendless. You mean because... They're avoiding falling into... Yeah, because they, they are doing the hard thing that's the, the harder, better road because the other option was to be a fool. Yeah. You know, the old 
sitting in the seat of muckers. Yeah. That especially seems true with older boys. You yeah. have plenty of chances to either walk down the road one yep. direction or not have. So friends. without knowing the context, it's hard to it's hard to speak to that that particular situation directly. But I can say that for a lot of boys who'd be in that ten to twelve, you know, ten to thirteen, kind of a, a lonely spot. It's really it's really important that you, as a mom especially a dad as well, but as a mom that you be a friend and a kind of a surprising challenger of there are certain assumptions that are made about moms by boys. Those assumptions are almost always accurate and they need to not be. So you need to kind of disrupt those things. So you mean when the boy comes in and says, mom, I had such a hard day at school sort of thing. Or stop running, stop throwing that in the house. Stop. No, like, yeah, you know, we were having that for dinner. Right. You know, just, you know, it's easy to become a no, just a no and a downer in your son's life. You know, you want to be the, the kind of mom where you're, especially in that context, and we're imagining a context here. We're imagining a lot of, of things to this, but where you're, you want to be the kind of mom where your, your son comes home and you say, hey, I got you something. And it's a hatchet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's a very sharp hatchet. And you say, try to keep all your fingers. But if you don't know crying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where he's just like, what? Like, right. who is this? Like, who is, who is this woman? Because you're, you're looking for this guy to grow up into someone scary to the forces of darkness. <laughs> I mean, that's, and this is, this is the kind of motherhood that will get him there. So some of that's going to be stories, good stories. You want to, you want to find him those good stories, hunt for good stories. And that the same exact technique of being unexpected, you should be handing him books that kind of surprise him that you're handing him mm. you know reading him reading him stories telling him stories engaging with the old testament and bible stories in a way that is not squeamish that is not overly delicate and afraid and running and hiding and, and always trying to protect him and trying to make everything g-rated you need you need to realize especially if a boy is coming of age if you're sitting at that coming of age cusp you need to realize that the the world is rated r like it is rated R and you're trying to prepare him to go matter in a rated R world. Yeah. And you want him to be the kind of character who can go matter in a rated R world. And so that means opening certain doors and handing him books that are, are definitely a little more violent than he would expect you to want him to read, handing him some, some grown up books. Yeah. You know, vetting some, I, re I remember when I was getting handed Tom Clancy for my first time and being like, huh, you know, and I was, I was already reading. So it also depends on whether you're a reluctant reader or right. not. Yeah. I remember when my, my dad said, hey, we're heading out and, and took me to a movie and walking in and seeing that this was R-rated. We're going to an R-rated film and I'm going to an R-rated film with my dad and this is not, the sisters are not here. What, what was and it? I think it was Braveheart. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm like, okay, like this is, <laughs> and at this, you know, I was, I remember what year Braveheart came out. I've got my phone in my pocket. I should know this, but I can consult you Googly. So Braveheart was early. There's other ones too that he took me to, but there's this, these Braveheart. I remember very, very clearly walking into the, walking into the thing, 95. So I was, I was uh, 16 mm -hmm. at that, that for that one. I don't remember which one he took me to first. There was a different one that he took me to first. But the fact that we went, like, he and I just went out to a movie. Right. And just being kind of like, oh, okay. 
And this is what we're doing. And uh, getting challenged with content by your parents. Yeah. So I would say you want to you challenge your, your sons, especially with content that is aggressive, unexpected, definitely a little more R-rated, curated in that R-rating. You're not looking to yeah. stumble them into lust or things like that. But you are definitely looking to take off the training wheels yeah, and let them engage with this world that they have to become characters in. This is a bit of a caricature, but if you've been reading, we love Henry Huggins, obviously, but if you've been reading a lot of Henry Huggins, maybe time for some Lord of the Flies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just just think about pushing some of the direction of... Uh, yeah. And again, this also come, totally comes down to how old this kid is. Right. So are we talking about a 10-year-old or are we talking about a 14-year-old? Big difference. 15-year-old. I mean, massive, massive difference. So are you watching... Are you saying, son, it's time you watched Hacksaw Ridge? It's time you watch Saving Private Ryan. Right. What are we, we're going to, you know, you and your dad are going to work through Band of Brothers. It's actually, it's time for you to, to read through that series. Yeah. You're going to start reading through war memoirs. You're going to actually. For reluctant, take, reluctant readers, that seems like often a great way to go too. The yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's, and it, when you're reading stories and you're a kid and you're, and you, you have this kind of shiny, you know, there, there's this shiny film on top of war stories you know everything's been a little gary cooper for you mm. and then you are reading the the actual stories yeah you know you, you start reading the real stories and the real the real accounts and it's you know i remember a, a story in guadalcanal that i was reading is being like wait what <laughs> like oh uh, just like, yeah what did the japanese do the first time I was reading accounts from by Marines talking about them castrating all the captives, right? Uh, when they would leave them behind and cutting cutting off their genitalia and shoving them in their mouths and leaving them to bleed out, you mm-hmm. know, yep. so to die of blood loss with their private parts in their mouths. And I was like, "What?" And it's just this horrifying experience. Yeah. But Our- you are, you know, you you that's that's part of growing up especially growing up and growing into a man where you realize, man, this, these are the stakes. I can't have this euphemistic glamorized uh, idea of combat and conflict and, yeah. and sort of the, the shiny Disney version of world war II bravery. You know, it's like the actual, it was brutal. It's brutal. It's terrible. So if you're reading unbroken, you know, if you're reading yeah. things like that. And so I'd say if you have a 12 year old boy who's kind of teetering on the edge, it's like, yeah, get, hit him with unbroken, hit him with stories like that with Lou Zamperini and, Stories of courage that are real. Where it's like, no, this guy really, this actually happened. Yeah. This is not made up. This is real. This happened in God's world. Because I can see how, you know, I saw Shapiro recommend for Three Musketeers, which really glamorizes. Yeah. You know, it's it's very much, it's fun story, fun storytelling. Some of it. <laughs> but very, very different from yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, that's um, all Errol Flynn and, you know, yeah. with a little more cleavage. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever read it. I think just watch the film. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's, that's very, I mean, yeah, it's been the film. It's even more, more cleavage, a little more sexed up than yeah. Errol Flynn. If you're reading the book, the book's definitely further down that road. But it's, um, you know, that swashbuckling, that ha ha, jump around <laughs> in tights yeah. thing. Like that can be fun when you're a little guy and you're watching Errol Flynn's Robert, Robin Hood and so on. But as you grow, what as as you see kids hit different phases of malaise, especially boys, uh, you can look at it and you try to diagnose it and 
and you you were wondering like man maybe he needs friends maybe he needs this it's like well he might need a knife mm. you know he might just need a knife and some time in the woods he might actually need to grow to hit this next phase of awareness of the world around him yeah and and you want to be really wise and cautious in how you open these doors but you do want to be aware that he's growing into a man yeah. growing into a man who needs to be fully and completely aware for my guys who are still little, but sports has done that a lot mm -hmm. too, where their chance, like, wait, I get, you know, I get to go play this game. You know, yep. it's not my brother's now. It's my turn to go, yep. to go be the guy. Yep. It's also, and as a <laughs> side note, as, as somebody who's done a fair amount of coaching, I'm leaving this podcast to go coach at a track meet, but it's also really important as you coach, even at a very little age that you both affirm and be incredibly honest about performance mm -hmm. and goals and so on. This is the other thing you do with your sons. At every age, this is where you did well. This is where you did not do well. Do not be a mom or a dad who lies. Like, mm. just don't. It's so tempting. No to, lies. Yeah, it's tempting to say, well, great job, buddy. Yeah, no lies. You know, it's like, you can find something nice to say, sure, but find something nice to say that's true, and then you need to actually give him the honest truth about how he performed and what you're going to step up. But you also, if the kid is really struggling, it's on you to help him find, like, it's on you to help him find that better performance, that better effort. And, and you know, that's, yeah, you can't just put it on him and like sit in the, the seat of the accuser. Right. You have to actually like own it with him. Like, okay, how are we going to do better next time? Yeah. Like, oh, you can't catch too bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how are, what are we going to do about this? How are we going to do better? Right. Own it together. But it is so easy for moms, especially and dads, but dads do it via abdication and busyness and exhaustion. You know, dads do it via, you know, living their own lives and just working and being tired, <laughs> you know, yeah, coming home tired and moving on and leaving their, leaving their sons with their, their wives too much to be, to have that experience curated by the female. And yeah, just the, also not having a plan because yeah, exactly. The, you know, not discussing not it and not approaching it with any kind of plan. You should be trying to find books and you should be trying to find books that are a little too old for him a little too old in terms of not in terms of like complexity of words but in terms of content hmm. you should be opening doors in you know for him to go through to grow through and you're not talking about doors to darkness that's no. not what we're talking about no but it, but it includes we're talking that. about maturity yeah and so so it includes a little more knowledge about the evil and a little more knowledge about the good because if you go through this door if you go through the door and you talk about unbroken and you read unbroken that should include the real story of Lou Zamperini and his conversion and his forgiveness of yeah. his torturers it's like it includes the light and it includes the darkness but right. you you're scaling them both simultaneously so you don't want to just what you don't want to ever have happen, and this happens over and over and over again, is you have sons who start to believe that they have some kind of secret knowledge about the way the world actually is, and their moms don't. Their moms are deluded, and the moms remain deluded about their sons and about their sons' growth and about their sons' temptations forever. And then mm, when they discover okay. that their sons are tempted at all, they have this massive existential crisis. and. Their son's not a baby anymore, but it's like they, they struggle to forgive him because he doesn't, he's tempted like a man. He's tempted, he's starting to be tempted like a, mm -hmm. you know, like a teenage boy, like a, like a man is and not like, not like she is as a middle-aged mother. Right. And that can be really, really brutal, you know, so it can be a, it can be a really, really brutal process for both. And if the father's abdicating, it's, it's horrendous. So the most important thing is 
put your head together with your husband, you know, parents need to sit down and talk and be like, what do we need to do for Johnny? Like Johnny doesn't have a lot of friends right now. What should we be doing? It's like, well, you know, take him shooting, buy him a hatchet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like, mean, this even is... stuff like heading to the track, I've noticed just giving outlets, yeah. yep. <laughs> you know, like let's go do to... a thing and let's go do yeah. a thing together. Yeah. And let's like, let's have like dad be a friend. Dad needs to be a friend. Mom needs to be start kind of startling. Mm-hmm. So mom needs to look to be look to be undermining his expectations and assumptions about his mom that were formed when he was a small child. So when he was much younger, he formed a lot of a lot of assumptions about mom as a place of comfort and food and everything else. That's great. However, now mom needs to be kind of surprising, the one handing him a book that is, you know, about the first Marines working their way through the Pacific. And it includes some words that she says you're old enough to see these now. Just don't say them. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just, you gotta, you gotta realize he's gotta go right. become, if you want him to be a hero, if you want him to go be a man, he's gotta be able to resist. He's gotta be able to stand up and take a couple of paintballs to the chest and be okay. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. That it, when we see this question come through, what books to read? That is what I thought is there's a lot of classic books, but you can read anything if your family is working together, <laughs> yeah, right. like faithfully together as yeah. parents and kids, and you're on the same team. I'm thinking, think about this. We've talked about this a lot before. Is there anything worse than the Old Testament that you could hand your kids in terms of content? It gets it all in there. I mean, we, we have concubines raped to death and dismembered and shipped around kingdoms. We mm-hmm. have uh, homosexual rape. We have yep. incest. We have all sorts of horrible things. We have specific curses about ejaculation. We have, we have mm-hmm. laws about night emissions. Yep. We have references to wet dreams. We have... Yeah. We have as bo- far as plot points go, it's yeah. all there. You know? We have the book of Ezekiel, which everyone avoids and pretends like isn't there, and then reads in translation that is neutered, so they don't know what is actually being said. And we do this very intentionally. We, we've talked about it before, where we do it with fantasy animals and fan- the fantastical but we also do it with anything that's actually just straight up rude and tacky <laughs> um we do it with elijah we do it with with, with ezekiel so you got to realize we don't go there to be gleeful to be naughty naughty little children yep but you have to realize that you can work through any number of things with your kids if you're doing it in wisdom and you're doing it faithfully mm. and you you look at their age and you look at where they are and a lot of times if you see them kind of languishing say oh it's time to grow it means take the lid off get them a bigger goldfish bowl you Mm. know it's like actually like open a door and and show them you know a little a little more show them a little more and if you show them a little bit more that can mean more of more of the darkness and also it's going to also show you more of god's grace in the darkness like what actually happens there so fantasy stories Sure, jump in, read the wheel of time, like read it, read it together. Do you know, tackle the the first, at least the first chunks of those books, the first number of them. Don't jump into Game of Thrones. There's there's places where <laughs> yeah, you, there's a difference between being titillating with this content yeah, don't, and I'm not I'm not just point. saying like here, yeah. here, son. <laughs> right. Let's let's cause you to sin a lot. No, but let's actually like open the doors. There, here's a book I think you'll like. You like Lord of the Rings. Here's something interesting and creative. Startle him with comedy. Realize if he's getting interested in girls. Like realize that hey, let's let's find ways that this could be less destructive. You should you should read Leave It to Smith. You should read Quick Service. You should read comedies about 
guys who are aggressive Romance. and masculine yeah. pursuing women. What yeah. it looks like when a, when a guy who's funny and courageous pursues a woman. And yeah, it's in comedy. It's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. But it, you start laying down track for, for that kind of behavior. That kind of catechism starts getting laid down. And also, you should be reading history, lots of history, and getting to know male and female heroes. Like, who, who do you admire? Who did well? Who did badly? And, and so on. So I, I don't know that we really answered this question specifically, because if we'd have to know, we're talking about somebody named Harold who's 10 years old. His favorite book is The Phantom Tollbooth. He used to have a bunch of friends, and they all read Lord of the Rings together. And now he's you know been forced to move to another Air Force base and has no friends. They all play video games. And right. you know, we could talk about, okay, like, like, what do we try to do for this kid? Yeah. But, but it's not a secret knowledge question. It's not no. a reading list question. It There's is, not a secret re- reading list that fixes loneliness or helps a kid become a man if his dad's absent. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. There's nothing like that. It's all ad hoc wisdom in the moment. Sometimes mom needs to, honestly, sometimes mom needs to bake him more cookies and sometimes mom needs to hand him a hatchet. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it means you need to get over yourself and give the kid a BB gun. Yeah. And, yep. you know, it's like, and... And when he breaks the window, he gets to work for it and pay it back. You know, yep. I mean, it's that's life. Yeah, <laughs> we've yeah. all broken that window. <laughs> Abs- absolutely. I'm, I'm early on. I had a conversation with my wife, and we just said, like, listen, balls will be allowed in the house. That's what's going to happen, and stuff's going to break. There you go. That's that's it. Now that our kids are older, there's a stretch under two particular light fixtures that. Balls are not allowed <laughs> now that they're older. But when they're little rugrats running around, it was a it was a very durable situation, and it was a, you know yeah. things were breaking all the time. But we also it was like if you didn't want it broken, you just don't put it in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so there was a, there's a lot of that. Anyway, I hope I hope what we've said is helpful. But there's there are a lot of great things. I mean, the Redwall books are great if you're pretty young. Yeah, I mean, but I've also I've also seen the Green Ember books. I've seen a lot of little boys really enjoy those because there yeah. are swords. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention yours. I mean, right. I, my books, <laughs> Nate's books. Come I mean, on, I mean, Boys of Blur was fantastic for my guys. Looking forward to what it looks like to be a kid in a hard situation. And I've always my books actually are always. I feel like I'm missing if I don't stress out moms a little bit. Yeah, you know, if if moms are yeah, and this is not a. I don't mean this to just slander all mothers because I know this is not true of all mothers. Many mothers are, are big fans and have no worries. But I hear from plenty of moms who are like, um, it's a little intense or it's a little bit scary. Yeah. You know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, being chased by a monster through the sugar cane is just a little frightening. Yeah, Christy loved, loved that <laughs> approach, you know, just like it takes you somewhere and then something for everybody to, to be a family around. And- so I, I have, an, in the, the Pixar podcast we talked about it is also funny that you know which things parents get bothered by and i love having those things in there those are so infrequently the same things that bother kids oh yeah you know the the things that can can be stressful for parents are just not the same things that stress out a, a 10 year old or a 12 year old yeah and they think they are parents think they are but they're and you realize, Very oh, my kid not. glossed over this thing. I was all prepped and ready to yep. discuss. And, didn't, and they're just like, kid. they're right through just fine. <laughs> and then there's something else that. And then know, can... when the red fern grows, the dog dies. And that's. What oh, the, yeah. And, that... it's, and it's <laughs> devastating. Yeah. It's all it's all the way devastating. So I think the uh, like writing stories that engage with mortality and loss 
and and stories that involve loss even in success like loss even in victory Th- that's what real stories do that's what real stories are and that's what i always try to do but when you're when you're trying to just feed them fiction there's a lot of good stephen lawhead um yeah so warlords of nin and and other stuff yeah. there's there's some in the hall of the dragon king there's a lot of great stuff rosemary sutcliffe too yep um so it depends really what you're dealing with. And if you're just dealing with like, I've read everything and I'm kind of restless and I just need some new flavors, like that's easier than right. if it's actually I'm growing up and I've hit the ceiling where I'm restless with the food. You know, I'm restless with this food. I need, I need meat. I need stuff that's harder to chew. Mm. And then you actually have to look for that next phase of diet and which things are going to, you know, kind of kick the doors open a little bit and allow your kid to grow. So, and that takes more wisdom and is a little tougher and has to be navigated one kid specifically at a time in very specific situations and, and always involves R rated films. Just let them all watch our. <laughs> That's the takeaway. We want sarcasm. To sarcasm. We want to conclude on that note. <laughs> Sarcasms. Yeah. This has been the best Stories or Soul Food podcast ever. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you as well. Hi, it's Brian Cole here, wanting to let you know how you can support the Stories Our Soul Food podcast. You can do that by checking out Canon Plus. Head over to mycanonplus.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the SASF podcast. We'll hopefully be seeing you at mycanonplus.com. Mm-hmm.